Hi, I'm Riley. And I'm Kristen. We're cousins. Let's hunt for some treasure. Okay, Kristen, what has been a personal treasure for you? I found this woman on YouTube named Melissa, and she is a homesteader. Oh my gosh. And she had a chart on there because I've been wanting to get more into gardening. I tried to do one last year, but we had talked about like moving and all this stuff. Um, So I didn't want to plant anything in the ground, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I've become obsessed, and she has this chart on how to plant out an entire year's worth of vegetables for your family. And so I have, and it's like math that you do and like figure out how much you eat, do a weekly average, like times that by 52, blah, blah, blah. And like shows you how to can it and everything. So like literally you have it for a year and, um, I've become obsessed. And one of my really that good is friends, absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And I kill everything plant wise. Like so she just makes it very not intimidating. Um, so I feel like confident. I haven't started yet, but I feel like confident when I do start that it'll hopefully end up good. So we'll see. Yeah. What about you? Well, that is amazing. I mean, I have looked, I've looked deeply into like gardening and stuff like that. And it's like, you can't find a summation of Mm -hmm. everything that you're supposed to plant when you're supposed to plant it. So like that is an invaluable resource. I literally just wrote it down. Oh my gosh. Um, Well, and that is so cool. And I cannot wait to see your garden. Thank you. And one of her latest episodes was like battling inflation or like, or maybe it wasn't her. I don't know. I keep getting targeted now for all these homesteaders, obviously, because I watched one video. Now they're all coming at me. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's like tar- or battling inflation and all these things. And I'm like, it would be kind of nice just to feel like, oh, whatever's happening in the world. Like I've got my farm and our family's eating good. I'm going to go ring a chicken now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, that's the opposite of what you want to do, ringing the chickens, even though I have told you that I have disappearing chickens. I don't know if that should be my personal treasure. Maybe we should get into that on another. Yeah. uh, No, that can be my personal treasure. Well, it's not really a treasure, but we'll just talk about it anyways. Um, It's an oddity. Because we are looking. Yeah. It is. It's an oddity. And also we are um, looking into getting more chickens. So that will be a treasure. Um, So, yes, I have five chickens and they are they all have names. I'm very like personal with these chickens. I raised them from they were one day old when they came in the mail and I got them. We raised them up. And I didn't know you um, could get they, chickens. They have like a beautiful chicken yard. Mail. I'll post pictures. Sorry, lag. Sorry, lag. I didn't know you could get yes, chickens in the mail. You can't. No, there's no lag. I was pausing. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely get chickens in the mail. And it's kind of a funny story. Um, I ordered them. When, like, I was drinking, like, some red wine by myself. My husband was asleep. And, or he had a glass, too. This was, like, a long time ago. And I think I was actually just able to start drinking again because, or, like, any kind of alcohol because I had just weaned Rhett um, off, like, of breast milk. So I guess it just really hit me hard. (laughs) And I ordered chickens at, like... Three o'clock in the morning. I'm bl- I blame the red wine, but it, I've I've always I always wanted to have chickens. Um, and it has been an extremely amazing process. So I got them off mypetchicken.com. I ordered six. One unfortunately was dead on arrival, Aww. which is very rare for them to have happen. Actually, 
and they completely refunded me for Aww. that chicken and also like apologized <laughs> multiple times, checked in on my other chickens and all that kind of stuff. But um, anyways, so yeah, I have five chickens. I'm very personal with all of them. They um, have names. And so we have one chicken. Her name is Winnie after Oprah Winfrey. Love it. Um, and she was always kind of the, um, like the ruler of the roost, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. like, because we don't have a rooster. So she just kind of, like, took over that control and was always really, like, kind of mean to the other chickens oh. and other, like, some people. Not me, obviously. She was obsessed with me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then one day she disappeared, like after oh having gosh. her for five years almost and like they have a extremely great setup like they have an entire chicken yard they have a pond they have a beautiful chicken house that they can go up and nest in that my husband built and like she just disappeared i don't know how she could have gotten out um so i'm thinking it's either it's probably aliens it has to be aliens that's the most the likely only thing that could explain i mean it's the most likely thing also the yeah. least sad I, uh, she wouldn't have a yes all t- true yes <laughs> that's what we're gonna go with so my treasure is that number one Winnie is with the aliens. She is obviously a model chicken that the aliens wanted to abduct her. I don't know why they abducted her and not my personal favorite chicken, who is named Harriet, after Harriet, Harriet Tubman. I love it. But um yeah, they all have feminist like names. <laughs> One's named Gloria after Gloria Steinman. <laughs> and so like they're just all one's Rosie the Riveter. Um the other one, oh, the other one is her name kind of <laughs> changes, but it's Diana Spencer or like <laughs> uh you know, from Princess Diana. So like uh, anyways, so yeah, so one of my chickens is with the aliens, and I think that that is a great personal treasure. I do too. Yeah, and we're going to get more chickens because Rhett's like really ups- – Rhett, my son, is like super upset about the chicken like being gone. And now I get to get these chickens that I really, really want that are like the chickens that Martha Stewart has. And uh-huh. they lay these like deep, dark brown eggs that are like almost black. And then I want to get some chickens that look like they're purple sometimes. They're Ooh. called laven- lavender orpingtons. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, so they're like grayish purple and they're so pretty. Those are my future plans. But Kristen, I would highly suggest for your little farm garden chickens. They're great to have and they're easy. And I already have, um, I'm on mypetchicken.com and I already have a buff Brahma hen in my cart. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my gosh. And I really want to get. I have not even shown you the best looking chicken. What is it? That I want to get so bad. It is, I can't, okay. It's, I think it's a Cochin, C-O-C-H-I-N or something. Okay. But it, okay, it just looks like a big ball of fluff. Oh, the white ones? That is walking around. Yeah, and the silky thing? It's black. Yeah, it's, it, or they have the white and the black ones? Oh, yeah. those silky things? Yeah, the silky ones are different, but this is, okay, I can't believe I haven't sent this to you yet, but I think about this chicken literally daily after seeing it one time. It's called a black frizzle cochin, C-O-C-H-I-N. Oh, the puffball. I'm looking Everyone at it right needs now. This ch- <gasps> like, what is up with this chicken? <laughs> How does it walk around? It is the most- Where are its legs? I know. Oh, my Where gosh. Where are its legs? Look at the baby. It is the most fabulous, crazy-looking chick. I know the babies are so cute, but- um. We'll also post a picture of this to our um, Instagram, you guys, because everyone literally needs to know what a black frizzle cochin batma looks like. These are probably my favorite looking chickens, especially this picture. Its eye is it's just so like cute. so open. I know it's so cute. But um, its eye is yeah. so open. <laughs> it is. Look at it. It's like. Ah! <laughs> 
It really it's is. one of it's the funniest aware. pictures I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I thought it was fake when I first saw it. Okay. So anyways, enough about chickens. <sighs> okay, I'm okay, sorry, okay, everyone. Okay. Let's get into this story. Uh, before we start, let everybody know where to find us really quickly. You can find us at A Treasure Podcast on Instagram. Also, send us your personal treasure to apodcasttreasure at gmail.com. Your story could be featured on an upcoming episode from our listener treasure trove. You can find us at The Treasure Pod on Twitter. And if you want to send us some actual treasure, you can send that to us at Treasure Pod via PayPal. Thanks, guys. Yes, that would be so amazing. Okay, so let's get into this amazing story. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's begin. This treasure is rooted in love, a yearning for home, sparkly gems, and a horrific act of violence, which solidified this mysterious story and treasure into our history and is still living on today. Let's begin our story in 1881, when Alexander III and his wife, Princess Dagmar of Denmark, were coronated as Emperor and Empress of Russia. Also, I have to say, she was, when she was coronated, she was renamed uh, Maria Fedorovna. So we'll kind of be interchanging. Her name um, here and there. Okay. Dagmar and Maria Fedorovna. Yeah. So it does get a little bit confusing. But okay. So a bit of background on them. Dagmar was engaged to Alexander's eldest and favorite brother, Nicholas, who Dagmar was completely in love with. But before they were able to be married, he lay on his deathbed. Mm. And Nicholas looked to his greatest confidant, Alexander, his little brother, and begged him to marry Dagmar and made him promise to take care of her always. Alexander kept this promise and fell madly in love with Dagmar. Aww. Here's a quote. Okay. While looking over photographs of Nicholas, Alexander asked Dagmar if she could, quote, if she could love him after loving Nixa, whom they were both so devoted. And she answered that she could love no one but him because he had been so close to his brother. Mm. Alexander recalls, we both burst into tears. And I told her that my dear Nixa helped us so much in this situation. And now, of course, he prays above about our happiness. Oh, that is so sweet. Melt. So just like dagger in the heart. So cute. We love them. Um, and they really, really loved each other, which I cannot overstate this enough is so rare especially in these times and these arranged royal marriages yeah. it's literally so weird that they love like that they actually really loved each other okay so Kristen, you can yes. open your file okay and you can go to number one and i have Little, aren't they oh, cute oh that's them oh they're so cute oh my yes. gosh look at that waist trainer corset she has on yeah, and he is a giant man. But he's huge, isn't he? Yes. They're so sweet. Okay, so this is the brother. Okay, so the brother died, and then these two are the ones who get married and are madly in love. Okay. Yes, this is Alexander the okay. Third. They'll become the emperor and the empress. Okay, so they become the czar and the czarina when Alexander the Third's father... Alexander II dies and it was an assassination allegedly okay. because a like a bomb went off next to the palace that they were in but this is kind of kind of murky waters hmm. because everyone else was also at the palace like even 
Alexander III and Dagmar, like they were at the palace and there were obviously a ton of other people there and no one else was injured. So I I don't really know how that really happened. But Mm. anyways, so after he passed away, it was super sad. And then Alexander III was coronated as the like the emperor of Russia and he had all these other titles and obviously Dagmar was the Tsarina of Russia and it was that was fine so Alexander III had very different beliefs from his father and ever since he took over everything was kind of shifting and just like a little bit weird and Alexander noticed that his beloved wife she was was worried And she felt really homesick for Denmark. And so he came up with an idea. He called the best jeweler in Russia and ordered an egg to be made for his empress to celebrate Easter and to remind her of an egg that is Mm. prominently displayed in the palace of Denmark. But the czar had rules. Alexander said that it had to be completely unique and there had to be a surprise inside. When Easter came, Dagmar received this gift, and she was so moved by her husband's thoughtfulness, and she was just absolutely thrilled with this gift. And so from this very sweet idea and gesture from a husband to a wife bore a yearly tradition, amassing a hoard of 52-plus unique eggs, and this is our story of treasure. This is the treasure of the Imperial Fabergé eggs, six of which are still out there, and many more surprises inside are still waiting to be found. And I think we're the ones to discover them. Oh my gosh. I didn't know there were still six to be found. What kind of prizes were in the other eggs, though? I didn't know... I guess I didn't know the story or the backstory Mm. on that. Okay, so the best way I think I can describe this for you is showing you. Okay. Um, Okay, so let's take a look at egg number one. This is the first egg that Dagmar received, and it's called the first 10, which is so cute. So you can scroll down to two. (laughs) Page two. Okay. Oh, look at the little hen. Wait, okay, that white egg is the first Fabergé egg? This is the first Fabergé egg, yes. It's very different than what we imagine Fabergé eggs as, but this is the first one, and it's actually one of my favorite ones. I'll read our listeners the description, and then you can kind of um, tell me what you think about it. Okay, so... Okay. Two halves of the outer shell fit together... In a bayonet-style fitting, which opens when twisted to reveal the egg's surprise. A round yolk of gold with a matte finish. The yolk itself then opens to revere a very colored gold hen uh, set with ruby eyes. The hen is hinged on the tail feathers, which allows it to also open up to reveal still two further surprises. A gold and diamond ring, a replica of the imperial crown, and a tiny ruby pendant that was suspended on a chain. Both of the surprises are now lost. (gasps) No. Oh my gosh. So I guess just kind of describe... I know, so thoughtful. I guess just like kind of describe for our listeners like what you see, like what these look like. Yeah, so the egg itself looks like they intended the um, jeweler, which was Carl Fabergé. It looks like he tried to make it as realistically egg ish as possible so it's egg like like as white- possible yeah yeah <laughs> it's a white egg no decoration and then next to it they've you can see the yolk on display and it's literally a gold ball and then this little hen um she's so cute she's just yeah a hen and i can see now after you were saying that the tail hinges she's very seamless looking because of like her feathers so i feel like that in itself like 
I can just imagine his wife opening this egg and admiring this chicken. And he's like, but wait, there's more. Like even this chicken opens. So that's, that's a pretty cool surprise. Um, gosh, I can't believe that. Wait. So the, the pendant and the ring were replicas of the Russian imperial crown or the Danish where she was from? So this, he came up with this idea of the egg in general because there was like a really decorative egg at the palace in Denmark, which is obviously where she grew up. So he kind of took a, you know, an idea from that and was like, I'm going to give her an egg that she's going to absolutely love. And so inside it, oh, yeah, inside that. was a replica of the Russian imperial crown that she was obviously just crowned with. Okay. Because she had just been coronated as um, the Tsarina or emperor, Empress of Russia. And a tiny ruby pendant on it, like a necklace. So, yeah, she had an awesome ring. You can tell it just meant so much to her, but okay. So, yeah, no, I think your description is completely awesome. And it kind of reminds me of Russian nesting dolls. I was just going to say that. It's like you, okay, so obviously the egg opens and then the yolk from from this picture, you can't really see that it opens. And it's like, whoa, that opens. And it's like, but wait, this hen also opens. And it's like these tiny little surprises inside. I just love that. I do too. I think it's so sweet and it it really I don't know. This is just one of my favorite eggs because of I guess the thoughtfulness and that he um well you'll see throughout mm-hmm. this whole thing uh there are actually notes that Alexander III writes to Carl Fabergé telling him what he wants for his wife's egg. So he kind of comes up with the original ideas. And it's I just think it's so thoughtful. Like, I don't know. He just really, really loved her. Okay, so as I said, this egg delighted Dagmar so much. And Alexander made this tradition and officially made Carl Fabergé the jeweler to the royal family and ordered an imperial egg to be made for the Tsarina every year. So now let's move on to egg number two. This egg is known as the hen with the sapphire pendant or the egg with hen in basket. And it is lost. Oh my gosh. The exact design of this egg is not known. And there are no known photographs or illustrations of the egg. And written descriptions of this egg sometimes conflict with one another. Before we move on to the alleged descriptions Mm -hmm. of this mysterious egg, I want you to take a picture at this photo taken in 1902, which, mind you, is like much later. At some point, the Tsarina decided to like open her like open the palace for visitors to come in okay and they decided to display eggs like all like all the eggs in these glass uh, like you know obviously very purposefully made are those called curio cabinets kind of yeah like display cases curio cabinets and made of complete glass we will definitely post this picture on instagram obviously it looks so regal Uh, oh so regal just wait it gets even more there are more pictures of this and there's like a swan in the background like i think it might be alive i'm not sure (laughs) but um this is a display of in the russian palace and something that they decided to call the egg room this photograph is one of the most studied photographs by people who are curious about the imperial eggs and who are looking to glean any information relating to the missing ones And so everybody keep this photo in mind because we will definitely be coming back to it. Okay, so some believe egg number two, hen with a sapphire pendant, is in this photo. But there's really not any concrete evidence Hmm. to show that or anything like that. According to the Imperial Archive, dated February 15th, 
1886, egg number two is described as a hen of gold and rose diamonds taking a sapphire egg out of a nest. The sapphire egg was loosely held in the hen's beak. The hen and the basket were both made of gold, studded with hundreds of rose-cut diamonds. The archive of the Russian provisional government describes the hen as being silver on a stand of gold, though this description is probably an error since the order in 1886 for the czar egg specifically stated that the present was to be made of all gold. I was going to say, why would he skimp out on that? Like, no, it was... Alexander III had a thing for gold, so... We learn that. All gold, I'm convinced. Yeah. He's not having any of that. Remember, crewmates, all of the eggs had to contain a surprise. And unfortunately, the surprise from egg number two was not even documented. And the egg's current whereabouts are completely unknown. Um, But we do know that... Oh, sorry. Um... We do know that the last documented location of this egg was in 1922 when the egg was in the Armory Palace of the Kremlin, which is in Germany. Uh And so it's not known whether the egg was lost or sold into private hands. This egg could be waiting to be found in like an attic of somewhere or an antique shop or a post office box or like something you know that no one would expect and i mean who knows this egg is literally waiting to be found they know that it's still around so gosh we need to find it well and you always hope like it's not somewhere on the black market that it's it is legitimately somewhere that just needs a little digging to be done and then boom treasure exactly um, that's what I want. I want to set out and find this egg. I know. And it's it sounds like such a sweet egg too. Like with the hen taking this egg that looks like a – Or a sapphire, which is like my favorite. Like a sapphire egg out of a nest. I'm just like, oh, so cute. That's so cute. I know. Okay. So let's take a really quick break and we will be right back with an incredible story with egg number three. Awesome. Make sure to follow our Instagram. Check out all these pictures. We're posting everything we've been talking about so far. Our Instagram is at Treasure Podcast. Riley's collected some really, really, really good takes. So make sure you go check those out. Also, I am working on some one of a kind from scratch. Awesome merch designs. Um, so we are just kind of brainstorming where we want to put those designs. We want to hear what you guys want. Um, pins, t-shirts, uh, we just want to hear what you want. We're going to make it. Stickers. um, Stickers stick. Oh yes. That's out of the, stickers are just non-negotiable. We will have stickers. (laughs) Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Kristen crew and mates. Egg number three, given to the empress in 1887, is called the third imperial egg. Being lost, researchers hunted through archives and discovered multiple descriptions of this egg, all which mentioned sapphires. Before I read you the description of the egg, I'm going to let you see the image of the egg that was attributed to the third imperial egg for years and years and years. So you can go to number four. <laughs> oh, it's it open. Oh my gosh. This is beautiful. Beautiful. It looks like an aquatic theme kind of. And so, yeah, just describe it. Blue and... Yes, it's blue and obviously gold. The other eggs were very... Or the the egg, the first egg. This is very different from the first egg. So first egg was plain Jane 
literally tried to look like a plain old Easter egg. This one is highly decorative. It has its own little pedestal that's also decorated. It's just completely gilded in gold everywhere. It has like gold handles on top for you to open the egg. It looks like actually it's interesting that little, um, that shape on top of the egg, it looks like a little, it almost looks like a flower, an egg sitting in a flower or something. It's the same shape that's on top of her curio cabinet things we were talking about. So I wonder if that was like a, I wonder if Fabergé also designed her cabinet. It is. It's very similar. Huh. Um, Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's very, yeah. On the bottom though, it looks like there's little waves at the bottom of the pedestal that it's sitting on. Like it's kind of like an oceanic Yeah, and when you open it, it's just like the most gorgeous. Oh my goodness. This is really pretty. It looks like. so pretty. It looks like when, for all of our Harry Potter fans, when he opens the egg finally under the water and that like magical, beautiful sound starts singing. That's what the inside, the inside of the egg looks like how that sounds, if that makes sense. That is exactly, that makes, I literally have chills (laughs) all over my body. That is exactly what is coming up from, yes, 100%. I totally agree. Okay, so let's get back to our story. So according to FabergéSearch.com, the Russian State Historical Archives, material cited by Marina Lapido in January 1984, describes the egg as an Easter egg with a clock decorated with brilliance, sapphires, and rose diamonds. And in March 2014... Another researcher who was like looking through all of these old records from the palace in uh, or the Kremlin Armory in Moscow, they said it was set into a gold egg with one diamond. When opened, revealed a lady's gold watch and sits on a golden tripod pedestal with three sapphires. Hmm. Okay. Another researcher from the 1919 Inventory of Confiscated Imperial Treasures describes it as a gold egg with clock with a circle of brilliance, gold stand with three sapphires a dim- and diamond roses. And so, Kristen, do you think that this sounds like the egg that you're looking at? No. I do not. I don't either. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I don't know why they attributed this egg to like this year or whatever for so long, but it's absolutely crazy. So, you know, obviously, Carl Fabergé did not just like whip out his jewelry tools and start making this thing. Like he had to sketch and sketch and like, is there not record uh-huh. of his design book anywhere or or the order i've looked i've looked into this his daughter i think her name is like maria fabergé something she has like a whole kind of site and museum and people who are like archiving all of his stuff but it does not seem like a lot of his of the imperial egg information was saved. And I don't know if, Hmm. I mean, even like even the letters to Fabergé from like Alexander the third, those were saved. Like they found some of those, but it's strange. It doesn't seem like there is a lot of information and the information varies because of where the eggs would end up. And I think especially since this is like the third egg, it wasn't as important. Yeah. And um, maybe that's why he didn't, um, you know, write stuff down as much. Or maybe it was destroyed. Like, you know how part of the Nazi ideology was like, destroy all the art, destroy all the books, like basically destroy all record of existence before us, like give the people zero, anything to identify with. Let's just control them. Uh And it's like, if this family 
is eventually overtaken. It's like the the people who come after. It's like, what if they just want to pretty much wipe out any yeah. record? They, um, not, you know what no, I mean? No, I totally understand what you mean. And, um, I mean, obviously there are thousands and thousands of Fabergé records. I do think it's quite odd that the eggs that we don't really know what they look like. I, I mean, that's just, it kind of seems outlandish to me. It's like bizarre. Yeah. Like I yeah. do not yeah. understand why there isn't more information about it. But I mean, at least we do have these kind of descriptions of the third imperial egg. We obviously can tell there are no sapphires that opens up this big blue egg that I showed you. Yeah. So years later, somebody found a likeness to the description of the third imperial egg in that photo that I showed you earlier, that one that's like in that case thing. You can scroll and see that photo. Ah, the image. So this, okay, wait, I see on my slide image of missing egg. In the cabinet. And it's like a zoomed in of that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then this is a drawing representation. Do you see the swan in the background also? Oh, yes. Of that main photo. How (laughs) luxurious. Draped It's just like in like a bed too. Like with like a thing, like a... A canopy, a canopy over, over it. it. It's very odd. I don't know why, what that is or it's what that beautiful. is. Yeah. Just imagine all the colors in that room. I know. I wish that I could see that. But okay, so yeah. So someone who was researching these pictures, like I said, people get obsessed with these pictures of the eggs in what they decide to call the egg room when people were coming in to view all of the eggs. So they found an image of this egg, which seemed to match pretty well with the descriptions that not only Carl Fabergé or people in his workshop wrote and, you know, other descriptions of the egg over the years. So this egg was ostensibly just missing. Kristen. Yes. Oh my god. Here's where we get into big <laughs> treasure information. Okay. 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 In 2014, let's fast forward there and then fly to the Midwest of the United States of America. No way. Wait. Okay. What the British call a rumble sale. What? What's a rumble sale? Which I'm assuming is a garage sale. No, it yeah, sounds like it's a what garage it sale. sounds like, like what Britons think of like Texans. Like, all right, walk that way. We're gonna draw, and then whoever lives is gonna get the treasure. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna just rumble it out. But yeah, they call it a rumble sale. I don't know what that is, but so this guy is selling, you know, an. A golden, like an egg that he had that he had no idea where it was from. There's no information on him. But so this other guy saw it and he really wasn't interested in the egg itself. He was planning on like melting it down for gold, like the price of gold, because the price of gold had like skyrocketed in 2014. Yeah. And um, so according to Kieran McCartney, who is a prominent London antique dealer, it contained a Vacheron Constantine watch. So he figured that he could sell it at slightly above the price of gold. (laughs) But no one was interested, fortunately. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so he could find no one to buy it. And he finally Googled golden egg with Constantine watch (laughs) and came across so many articles that it made it very clear that the egg that he had was the Tsarina's missing imperial egg. Can you imagine this man probably doesn't even hardly know how to work the Google and he's a computer. (laughs) The Google. Yeah. Sees that he has a Russian imperial egg. This is a very important egg. Kristen, actually, I have a video to show you. Okay. To show you the egg. 
And I actually think that we can play this audio for our listeners. It's from a YouTube channel called The Jewelry Editor. And he explains this perfectly. You can see like just how small this egg is. Mm. And it's it, it's absolutely, I, I mean, it's just shocking. So please scroll down All to right. number six and please watch this video. Here we go. Oh, it works on my Also, YouTube. this will definitely be um, linked in the description box for everyone to watch along with us. And I do think we can play this audio, but if not, I don't want to get copyright stricken or whatever. So if there's just like a break in here, just know this is the time to go look at that video. Let me turn this on like super low volume because it just blasted my ears out. Okay, here we go. I love this little song in the beginning. The third Imperial Fabergé Easter egg. Oh my gosh, it's so tiny. Isn't it smaller than you expected? I thought it was going to be this massive like chunk of gold. Me too. And I'm like, why would you want to melt that down for gold? But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're talking about having the third Imperial Easter egg. Um. Gosh, it's so beautiful. It looks like it's in its own little crown, in its own little pedestal. Through the most extraordinary set of circumstances. Uh, I know. And they talk about Americans like we're just so dumb. They're not wrong. Yeah. And how cool is it that you press that diamond on the front? To open it up. Like, that's so cool. That's awesome. Look at the watch inside. Look at the little feet on it. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. I know. This is just an amazing... You probably oh don't gosh. need to watch any more of it, but I mean... It's just... I'm so, I'm so enamored with it. I know. It's hard to stop watching because it's so cool. Okay, so definitely we see that diamond. Not, so the diamond uh, is the button to open it, you said. The diamond is the button, which is... My favorite part are the feet that look like real feet I standing I up the egg. feet. So <laughs> cute. Wow, that was incredible. It really, it really does for me... Definitely watch that crew. Exactly. I feel like that really... Uh, puts it in perspective like how small this egg actually was and like I'm quite shocked that it was even found to begin with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um I don't think that anyone could replicate it in any sort of way like I I'm 100% certain that that is the actual egg presented to the Tsarina oh I'm a, I'm convinced yeah okay so this man in Midwest America Tried to sail, couldn't do that, and then almost melted down this lost imperial <laughs> treasure. He fought against it, thank God, and ended up selling it for 20,000 pounds or $33 million. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. I know. And he just and randomly... I really just love this gosh, egg. I do too. I... And I think part of it is probably because it's missing, but oh, and I just noticed that it has like that same little wave pattern across the middle. That's cute as the other one. Um, yeah. Gosh. I think they're so, they're so cute. They're so well made. And I love this egg. A point for the USA for finding it. And also, why was that egg here? And does that give us any reason to believe that? maybe more are here the other yeah yeah i i don't know like what do you think I, i'm serious i think that there's definitely it's definitely a credible argument to say that probably there are some here um i feel like they probably I mean, how did that thing get here well how did they ever leave the palace we'll talk about that okay okay i mean i feel like probably they got into the wrong hands or somebody swiped it and just like passed it down as a family heirloom but then mm -hmm. the secret was kind of like it fizzled right. out 
I think it is perfectly credible to say some are, some could be in the U.S. Like some could even be linked. Yeah. Who's to say that the person that had the one originally didn't have all six that are missing? I know. I was wondering that because I could not find any information about who was actually selling this egg mm-hmm. and where you know, like where he obtained it from, because I feel like that would be really good information. Yeah. So I went down a rabbit hole on that, you guys, my crewmates, you know how I do. I can't help myself. And I could not find anything. So I've also reached out to the people who wrote an article that I read. Um, let's see if they answer me. Not a lot of people do, but we'll get into that as well. Okay. So there is hope, people. We can find these eggs. There are definitely more out there. And um, yeah, so just to like tickle your palate, egg number four (laughs) is also missing. This is called the cherub with the chariot egg. And there's really not very much known about it. So in 2004, a research discovered, Mm -hmm. again, from the photo the original photo of them in that uh, thing. This is obviously the photo that just keeps on giving. So I have for you and our crew, if you scroll down, it'll be a photo of the reflection in the glass of this missing egg that you can't see because it's blocked. So there were many descriptions of the cherub egg, but all of the same description of the surprise inside. It's a clock, but unlike the eggs before, this clock seems to be described as if it was like a pendant or like something that you could wear on your body kind of because it was separate from the egg. Oh, so you could like... Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not connected to the egg. Yeah. So like she a could like watch? wear it or, or like oh, kind okay. of, yeah, but yeah. I... That's more manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a pocket watch is more manly. So it's like more like a pendant or like something else that women were like able to wear, whatever. So, yeah, something that Dagmar could like carry around with her. This one is still on the lamb, this egg, completely. Gosh. And can can you see it in the reflection? Yes. And I am blown away because whoever did this sketch, I know. I'm like, how did you? It's like exact. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Also, in the reflection, just the like, I don't know, you can so see the like feet coming up. I don't know. I just think it looks so funny. And the little chariot pulling the egg it's, also looks yeah. or the the little um the they cart. call him something like a cherub, you know. Yeah, the cherub, the cherub. Pulling that cart looks just <laughs> so funny to me. I don't know. Yeah, so that's the next egg. And people assume that um, on the top of this egg, in the drawing, you can see that there's like a stone or something. That's probably the mm-hmm. mechanism to open it. Things like that. Ooh. Yeah. So cool. that's what they assume. This is what we're looking for, people. Keep your eyes out because... This egg could be one of our eggs. Like this egg could be an egg that we find. Can you imagine, Riley, if we go to a yard sale? No. And it's like, yeah, I was going to melt this down for Those gold. Those are my favorite kind of Gosh, treasures. Me too. Me too. Like the sleeper episode that you did where they just splurged a little, but then like I know. exponentially. A lot. And they just yes. find these kind of things in just like weird places. I love, love stories like that. It just... It's just fascinating that you can go, you know, people don't really know what they have. And also, you know, I love garage sales. And sometimes people have things that are worth $1. And to me, they're worth like $40,000. Like, for instance, I have a yeah. puzzle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a puzzle of the United States. I think it's from like the, I think it's from 58, like 1958. Aww. And they are these It's like one of my greatest treasures that I've ever found. It's all intact. And it's also extremely hard to do because I'm not good at geography. I bought it for $3. And that's like one of, that's a treasure that like I will never get rid of. It doesn't matter what happens. That's just one example. I have many more treasures, but I don't want to let you all in on them at this point. Anyways, that is a absolutely fascinating find that she found in that reflection. I mean- 
Incredible. And I, I mean, also yeah. like you were saying, I can't believe that it's literally the I mean, only and I get, like, evidence in of the day, what this egg looks like. I like think you they would even definitely have to take I mean, photos with if that I was thing Carl with Faberge, like I would definitely that be would keeping fire. better so records. I get, like taking photos was am I to say? not as easy, obviously, as today. But I'm like, especially if you had it's them weird, all out though. on display, like just hire an artist to come in and do like a hand sketch record of everyone while they're all out. Yeah. You would think that if you made these, you're a jeweler, you made these eggs, obviously got a lot of money for them, you would keep a record of what they actually looked like. So I just don't know. Carl Fabergé really needs to get his stuff together or he needed to because that's ridiculous. And you're making it for the royal ruling family. Like you wouldn't want to have some sort of at least little like – bragging right after you give it to them to like show your family or friends like this is what I made you know exactly Uh, exactly I could punch him 100% and not only that after the public kind of um found out about the eggs and they become obsessed with them and Carl Fabergé gets orders from a ton of extremely wealthy families wanting eggs made for their wives and Aww. daughters and all this kind of stuff. So there are some assertions that some eggs are the these eggs, but I've ruled all of the iffy ones out. So I'm not going to talk about any ones that are like sketchy or like we don't know what family they're made for because mind you, this is only the third egg that was made. So basically from this point on, they exponentially get way more amazing. Gosh, I can only imagine. To the point of like jaw dropping. And you're going to see that in a minute. Okay. I do want to skip the stories of the next eggs, like the stories and the history of the next eggs. They are fascinating. They are lovely. And they are honestly some of my favorite ones. But we, I want to focus on the treasures that we can be on the lookout okay. for. There is also one egg that I do not want to talk about. It's called the like necessary egg or something. And the evidence is very confusing. Somebody found a picture of this egg in some undisclosed magazine or something. I don't know. We know that it's missing, but like no one really knows what it's look what it looks like. And there's like all the I just don't even want to talk about it. So we're moving on from the necessary egg. We're <laughs> skipping one, people. Just deal with it. Okay, so I am going to post the photos of the some of the eggs that we're skipping, not the necessary egg. That one is straight out. It's very unnecessary if one would say that. Uh, just so you can see like the sheer delight and how fabulous that they are, you can go to eight. Okay, eight. <gasps> this. Yeah, so oh the pink gosh. egg that you're seeing... It's called the Danish Palace's Egg, and the other one with the ship is called the Memory of Azov, which is obviously a ship. But how much more intricate do they become? Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, getting watery eyes because of how amazing these are. I mean, gosh. These are stunning. Like you open it up and there's a ship in there. That's it's a, awesome. It's a, literally a pirate ship with like literally. threads, tiny threads as like all the sail things. It's incredible. Or whatever to hold the sails. And then the pink egg has a folding, like an accordion style, all these tiny little canvases in, in their own gilded frames all stuck together. And these are all the palaces you said? It's, that one is called the Danish Palaces Egg. So it's all the Danish palaces. Okay, it's her homeland. Yeah, it's where she is from, yes. Oh. So they're, they're just very sweet and loving. And these are obviously big events in their life. The 
I don't want to get into the history. I just said that, but the Azov was a ship that actually sunk, which we can probably get into the amount of treasure that was on that ship and where it is and a later thing. But he was very upset about it, obviously, and he wanted like he wanted to commemorate it. And this isn't just a mind blowing, very like think about. Like they're not very big. You think that they're so big, but they're off, they're not very big. No, like these eggs. exactly. So like this is so amazing. Okay, but your jaw is about to drop on the floor. Oh my goodness! Because we okay. are skipping okay. <laughs> to egg number eight. Scroll, which sadly lost its base. No, not yet. Okay, okay. Sadly lost its base. And it got separated from its surprise for many years. But in 2015, the Royal Collection... So this was not that long ago. That's what I'm like floored that... I thought you were going to be like 1980-something. You're like, 2015? Wow. These discoveries are happening... All the time. Like the other one was when? In 2014? Wow. The possibility is there that we can find these eggs. Okay. So let's talk about the diamond trellis egg, which is egg number eight. It sadly has lost its base and was separated from its surprise for many, many years. In 2015, the Royal Collection Trust, so like the British royal families, own personal museum of treasures. Hmm. Uh, I guess like looked in their attic or like wherever they keep their treasures and (laughs) discovered that they had the missing (gasps) surprise. No way. Kristen, this is probably, this is one of my favorite ones. Like literally it's just like dumbfounding. Like I'm so shocked by it. Okay, so I have a video for you because I cannot f- adequately explain it to you. And also for our crew, I have reached out to the Royal Collection Trust um, to see if we can play this on the pod, but they haven't gotten back to me. So I'll just link this video in the description and afterwards. Uh, I'll also post photos. Kristen can describe what she's seeing. And I really don't want to piss off the queen or anything. So <laughs> so keep in mind, this was created in 1892. So now you can go to number nine. Okay. Oh my goodness. Is this a jade egg on an elephant? The elephant is the surprise that they found. Wait. Oh, wait. This is the base that it was separated from. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Okay. So we have an egg that is wrapped. What kind of netting would you say that looks like? Or... Kind of looks like a fishnet. It's it's all of diamonds, but it looks kind of like a fishnet type of, yeah. So, I I guess yeah. I guess a trellis would be a good because it is yeah. called the diamond trellis and egg. Then you have okay. what so, two or three little cherub things um, supporting the egg at the base, and then they're on what looks like maybe a bed of flowers or something on top of. Maybe a matching base, like also jade. I can't tell because it's in black and white. It's beautiful. Gosh. And these are like the size of your hand probably. Is it the same size as the others you think? I don't know. It's so beautiful. Automaton. So it walks? Does it walk? Yes, but you have to look at it. Oh. (gasps) Okay, let me press play. A Fabergé surprise. It's going to make me cry looking at it move. It is literally. Oh, my goodness. It is literally one of the most fascinating, amazing things I've ever seen in my Why'd life. Why do they have to put the I mean, saddest song on planet Earth on there when you look at this sweet little elephant? I know. Okay. Oh, yeah. You can see it walk perfectly. It's so fabulous. 
It's so cute. Oh my goodness, the Fabergé Hallmarks. Yeah, that's how they figured out that um, this Gosh. was actually the missing surprise. But the fact that it walks around is just absolutely It literally crazy. makes me so sad to look at it. Why is that happening? It's just so cute. Yeah. I know. And there's that little like Darth Vader on the top. It's the cutest thing. And I can only imagine like the Tsarina, Princess D or Princess Dagmar or, you know, Maria Fedokovna just seeing this move. Like that is Oh my gosh, can you imagine her opening this and yes. Oh, That's not a thing that was butt. happening. No. I know. This it's is so truly cute. And incredible. It's head nods. Oh. oh my goodness. I want one. Seance time. I was just about to say I want that thing so bad. Like <laughs> I I, I want to watch it all day long. Like just have it out it's with me so constantly. Cute. And but this was a shocking surprise in my opinion. And I agree. Reminding you again, it was made in 1892. Wow. And over 130 years later, it still is walking around. It just really shows the I don't know, the standard and yeah, the master craftsmanship and genius of Fabergé. Exactly. And so this egg is missing its stand. Obviously, its surprise is this fabulous little ivory elephant. So the royal empress Dagmar, or also known as Maria Fedorovna, only received one more egg that was designed for her by her beloved husband, Tsar Alexander III. Because sadly, in 1894... Alexander III suddenly and unexpectedly got very ill. He had headaches, loss of appetite, and those were only two of the awful symptoms that I would like to relay on this podcast. <laughs> and now it's pretty obvious that he was suffering from kidney disease, which quickly turned into kidney failure. And he passed away very quickly in the arms of his beloved Dagmar. There's actually a picture of this, so you can scroll. scroll. Oh, man. Yeah, leaving That's their so first sad. son, Nicholas, to reign as the next czar and emperor of Russia with his, like, ride-or-die wife, Alex, or Alexandra, by his side. But, yeah, how sad is that picture? Gosh, that's sad. And just to know, like you said in the beginning, it was unheard of really back then for royal couples. I feel like a lot of couples, but obviously, especially royals to actually love each other. It's like that just mm -hmm. rips your heart out, you know? I know. And just imagining, you know, I feel like that's what kind of makes this treasure so interesting to I mean, may, maybe only me, but I would think more people because it was really made out of love. Like he really loved his wife yeah. and he wanted to give her something that and he designed all of those eggs. Like literally he came up with ideas and like sent them to Fabergé. Like obviously he wasn't any sort of jewelry maker, but he put the time in to show his wife how much she meant to him and yeah. how much she also meant to the the people of Russia. And he tried to make her feel at home. And she also has an amazing story in and of herself. She's very smart. She learned Russian in like a year or something. Wow. And was able to not only read it, write it and speak it. That's insane. But like speak to her people. Speak to like a mass crowd. Public speaking in Russian things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like after only knowing the language for like 
one to two years. Like that's completely amazing. So I don't know. They really just like went out of their way. And that was one way that she like showed her husband that she really cared about him, like learning Russian. And she obviously like really went at it because that seems hard. Well, and I think that's why the little elephant makes me so sad. It's because he, I can just see him now like- automatically like before the the next one's even done he's already thinking like what's next year's surprise going to be you know and he's like i just want to make her this elephant that doesn't exist anywhere else like i don't care how much it costs she has to have it like just trying to make something so incredibly special for her and then you see it walking and you can just imagine like they didn't have CGI and all these crazy things we have today. Like that would have just been so mind blowing and special to see back then. So I think that's, I think that's probably why it makes me sad. (laughs) I know. I 100% agree. Like I wish that I could have seen her face when she opened the egg and then found this key and this elephant and was like, what the heck do I do with this? And, you know, like he was able to like stick it in there and twist it and show her that it walks around like she would have probably I I feel like I would have fainted like. Yeah, same. I would have just died right there on the spot. It's just so incredible and so sweet, especially, you know, it's he always kept um, her heritage in mind and where she came from and it was always so important to him and she only got eight of these eggs I think you said eight yeah he probably died too with so many egg ideas in his head I know I was wondering that I'm like are there any like you know notebooks because if it was me I would be coming with up with egg ideas all the time yeah (laughs) because it's just like such a it's such a sweet idea even and obviously he came up with it no one else could have come up with that he Mm -mm. knew that there was Mm -mm. like an egg in the palace and he obviously came up with the rules that lasted on so now poor alexander has passed away um alexander the third and his son nicholas the second is going to take over as the czar of russia with his wife aptly named alexandra i can't yeah Nicholas must have inherited his father's complete sweetness because he continued the Fabergé Easter egg tradition for his mother, but also made sure that his wife, the new Tsarina, Alexandra, got an Easter egg every year, too. So I think we'll stop there for now and pick up with the reign of Tsar or Emperor Nicholas II and the Tsarina Alexandra Fedorovna and their imperial eggs, which will lead us to evidence of more undiscovered treasures, the mystery, and ultimately the fall of the Russian Empire. So make sure you don't miss out on our next episode. And for all the real pirates out there, I will publish a complete document with all of the missing eggs, their stands, surprises, because we obviously all need to keep our eyes out, our telescopes focused on finding these treasures, because I know that they're out there. So until next time, we should all follow treasure the podcast on instagram for sure right yes make sure you follow us on instagram at treasure podcast also if you like our content you can support us by donating to the paypal at treasure pod we would really appreciate your booty (laughs) we definitely would and also we again I'm trying to get into Twitter. I don't really know how to work it, but we're going to figure it out. And I think that that's it. So we'll see y'all very soon. Bye. So excited for next episode. Bye. That was so good, Riley.